gardening on the Pat Kenny Show with the Husqvarna Automore. Keep your lawn looking pristine from the comfort of your own home. See Husqvarna.ie. Well, now, Porrick Orkin is on holiday this week. Jeremy Gavin has agreed to come in and answer your questions. Good morning, Jeremy. Morning, Pat. How are you? Now, we were going to talk about drought and the effect on plants and how we keep everything moist that needs to be moist. <laughs> but nature... With, yeah, I've just walked in through the drizzle, so nature has uh, done its thing and given us rain. However, it is going to be something that we'll have to consider for, you know, forthcoming years because there's no doubt our climate is changing yeah. and it's very, very dry out there. And plants that used to really well in my garden just don't do well anymore the last two or three years I've been watching I love to grow these you know Dixonia Antarctica the big tree fern Mm. and whereas they're nice and I always put a nice picture of them on Instagram I know myself they're they're a little bit unhappy so I have to think about watering them for the first time yeah and and the thing is you um, by and large give everything a drenching rather than a sprinkle a sprinkle every day doesn't do much good. It doesn't do, and even that idea of a sprinkle doesn't exactly talk about targeting water and what needs water. So if you have lavender in your garden or rosemary growing, it doesn't need anything. It's a Mediterranean plant, suited to that very dry, arid climate. But all, you know, a lot of the herbaceous perennials are any trees that you've put down in the last couple of years, they're going to be under stress. I was looking at the birch at home and they think it's autumn already because the leaves are going yellow okay. and golden. And that's what plants will do. And then for things like soft fruits or uh, lettuces and all of that. Yeah, they need it. They need it. So all your thing. Wouldn't worry too much about the lettuce. I don't think any good sentence ever contained lettuce. Uh, (laughs) But things like your tomatoes, the soft fruits, uh, all of those, uh, even the spuds, will need plenty of water. But think about conserving water. Think about your dishwater, what you could use. There's uh, lots of different things you you can do to alleviate. And think about changing the type of plants that we use in our gardens. Okay. now you also want to think think ahead to wildflower uh, planting in the garden. Some people will take a bit of lawn and turn it into wildflower. You could do something this time of year. Yeah, you, you can. So it's been a big trend uh, of, of recent times. And uh, I was just looking at a post on Instagram today from an amazing gardener in the UK called Nigel Dunnett. And he was comparing. So he's from the uh, University of Sheffield and he's just done a big super bloom at the Tower of London to celebrate Jubilee and it's quite amazing but he's obviously been in Dublin and he's been looking at the meadow in front of Trinity and he's been comparing that visually with the carpet bedding that we have in St. Stephen's Green the very formal Victorian type bedding and then this uh, kind of uh, mad exuberance of wildflowers in Trinity. So a lot of people are understanding that we need pollinators and meadows have been planted the last few years. Our uh, grass has been let grow so we've had the no mow May and people can continuing that on and understanding what comes up. At this time of the year however you can cut and it's probably very important to cut for a few different uh, reasons. So at at this time of the year and for for the next month uh, the meadows will be over the plants. An awful lot of the annuals will be setting seed. So what you want to do is let them set their seed and then take away the growth, take away the foliage, take away the stems and the old flowers. If you don't do that they will turn into organic matter and they will help fertilise the soil. If they help fertilise the soil, you'll just encourage things like grasses that uh, to be vigorous again and you don't want So the wildflowers will thrive on bad soil? 
the wildflowers will absolutely thrive. So every year, it's a method. Uh, it's a method of, of gardening. Every year, you take away all all the foliage. Uh, the thing is to look out for our sunny open positions. Uh, you know, soil that isn't great. Native wildflower seed. So uh, plants that have been grown here, and the seed of that plant collected for sprinkling, especially in rural areas. Two times of the year that you can plant. One is the autumn. So coming up in the next couple of months, you can start your preparation now or next spring if you plant in the autumn you'll have the meadow early next spring earlier okay uh, questions coming in I have a star jasmine climber which this year lost all its leaves but still produced flowers could you ask Jermot what might be going on and can I fix the problem a star oh it's the most brilliant plant so it's an evergreen climber uh, tracheospernum jasminoides if, if you're looking for it it's absolutely wonderful because it can be trained uh, it has from about June it's covered and actually at the moment I've seen it in my father-in-law's house absolutely covered in star-like perfumed uh, small flowers uh, trained along uh, along wires it's probably under stress from, um, from lack, of, yeah. lack of moisture that's what's happening in, in, in with, with my one I have it going up a spiral staircase uh, in, in the garden and I see the foliage some of it going red and then dropping so uh, more more moisture and when you water and when you water into the base for this the other plant in my garden climbing plant that I see suffering is wisteria when you water into the roots when you're allowed uh just put a mulch on top of that so that will keeps the water in keeps the water in okay uh, kids in my area have stripped bark off a couple of young trees on the local green area uh, the plume is still green but is there anything done to that can be done to save these trees or will they die off if they have stripped the bark all the way around uh, the, the, the tree unfortunately will die and that's the same for any tree so where the nutrients in the water gets passed up the tree um, is just below the bark. So okay. if the bark is stripped, I'm afraid, all the way around it's gone. If it's only stripped a bit, which animals tend to do or, uh, yeah. or, or whatever, it should survive. Pat, before we go on, I, I have a boss at DIY SOS. You know the programme yeah, yeah. with Baz where, and we're just about to do a project in Ennis in County Clare and my boss has asked me, has pleaded with me to give a call out. Could I do that for a few sure, different trades and things? If you're in the Ennis or the Clare or the Limerick area, we're looking for a transporter haulage company, specialist joinery and glass uh, company, that's from my project, Uh, professional cleaning company, catering company, volunteers for catering and landscapers. And if you can help out on any of these areas, please get in touch. DIY SOS Ennis at gmail.com. That's DIY SOS Ennis at gmail.com and you'll get to be on the telly as well and you'll so get to be on the telly people are amazing and the trades are amazing um, I've uh, a number of uh, clematis which are ruined by dye at the back of the leaves how do I protect them next year they look awful that's from James uh, it could be it's probably a mould uh, some sort of fungal uh, material I don't know how does she spell it dye D-Y-E D-Y-E I wonder uh, what that, but it's, it's probably going to be a fungal infection of some uh, some uh, uh, kind hopefully there'll be uh, okay it's just that muggy weather that we've got um, that you know is yeah. the perfect breeding ground for any of and do you treat it just you know clematis are funny because they, there is a thing called clematis wilt and it's one of the few maybe the only plant that when you're planting it you plant it in the ground just a little bit below the soil level so if the plant is killed 
killed off by it, uh, a new one will grow up from one of those uh, underneath one of those mm. leaf nodes. I'm a keen gardener. I've grown a pine tree from seed. It's about 12 inches tall now. Is it best to leave it grow in a large container or into the ground? I would say always into the ground, especially if it's something that you've grown yourself. I would wait now until the autumn because pines are great. They're great for coastal situations. They'll withstand a huge amount of uh, abuse from wind or salt leaden wind, anything like that. Uh, but uh, in the autumn is a very good time or in winter is a very good time of planting because you'll use less moisture trying yeah. to get it established. And it goes into the ground, it roots deeply then exactly. and it'll uh, grow to beat the band. Japanese maple, few big branches with no leaves. The last few years, a white powdery fungus type thing on the trunk and on some branches. Help! Uh, I, a good pruning is is going to be the thing because if there is dieback, certainly pruning in winter. Uh, when you're pruning anything like this, it's uh, dead or diseased wood, uh, or if it's fruit tree, any crossing wood, or indeed if it's roses, any kind of crossing wood. But uh, a, a good pruning, and maybe you'll have to dredge it with uh, some insectus or uh, fungicide. Uh, this time we're talking about a Canadian maple. I transplanted from one part of the garden to the other. It used to be so lush, but now it looks like a few twigs and the, all the leaves fell off. I don't know if it's transplant shock or if it's dead. I'm not very knowledgeable about gardening, but I'd like my little tree to be saved. Uh, depending on when you plant, uh, transplant it, that could be a problem as gardeners and uh, professional gardeners and landscapers, we do transplant an awful lot out of season, but we know how to look after these plants. With a lot of shrubs, if you're Transplanted them, they need cutting back, and the roots need, might need uh, a, a bit of uh, pruning. With a plant like that, it does sound like it's gone into shock. It maybe you've put it in a more exposed uh, uh, place. So I would kind of trim back all the wood that has died off and make sure it has plenty of water to get established. It should be okay, though. They're a hardy plant. I have a young weeping willow tree in the back garden about five metres from the back of my house. I rather naively planted it without checking if it was a dwarf tree. Can it be pruned and kept small or should I remove it? I love the way it looks, but I'm worried about how high it might get and the damage that could be caused by the spread of the roots. So weeping uh, willows are fantastic. There's some beautiful ones in the National Botanic Gardens in Glasnevin in Dublin. Uh, They really do have invasive roots because they love water. Uh, trying to keep them small is a bit of a shame because of their graceful with any of these trees their graceful form habit shape uh, is absolutely lovely you can keep it smaller but you'll probably be butchering the graceful shape there are some weeping willows however that are grafted so uh, if you have planted one that's grown on another rootstock uh, it it may be okay in your garden just whatever type it is give it plenty of water and uh, time for a final brief one Uh, how can I treat my plum tree got lots of fruit for a few years but the last two years after flowering the leaves get eaten I haven't treated it with anything yet uh, uh, a pruning maybe uh, a good okay. pruning and a good feeding uh, would would be the important things there Alright Jeremy Gavin thank you very much Great for joining you. us and that's all we've time for a reminder that our items from today are uploaded as podcasts which you can listen to on the Newstalk app powered by Gola just search for the Pat Kenny Show